Fantastic. Well, it's great to be here with you once again. It was great to be here on Christmas Eve. Who enjoyed that? That was fantastic. Who's enjoying the new year? Who's happy 2021's over? Okay, cool. Well, we hope this year's better for all of us. You know, one of the things I like to do in January is um, kind of, yes, we plan the new year. Like, you know, Pastor Mick was saying, you know, just November, December, praying about the future and what the next year has. And we do a lot of planning as a church and all that kind of thing. But personally, for me, I love January because things slow down a lot. Just to reflect, just to take a moment to reflect and go, God, what is it that you have for me this year? What is it that thing that you are pushing my buttons on, what I, where I need to kind of line up with? Who likes that time? I think it's important that we are in tune with God, amen, as we move forward. And so I felt the Holy Spirit put this one word on my heart, and it was a word, faith. Now, we all hear about faith and talk about faith, and being a Pentecostal church, we're faith, faith, step out in faith, trust God, faith, and all that's great. But I felt the Holy Spirit drill down on me a little bit to go, no, faith is not about what we do so much. It's who we are. We're a people of faith. You're a man of faith. You're a woman of faith. Amen? And that really got me starting to think, going, you know, 2022 needs to be a year where it's marked by that I'm a person of faith. I don't just do things in faith and step out in faith, but I am a person of faith. And I really got stirred about that. Many, many years ago, not that many, I'm not that old, but a few years ago when I was involved in Youth Alive in Queensland. Pastor Darrell, you were involved in Youth Alive, weren't you? And I remember years ago there being involved in Youth Alive and the leadership and that. We'd often go to leadership stuff where a guy called Pastor Mel Fletcher, remember Pastor Mel, would speak. And oh, he inspired me and I, I loved it because it was my first time being in leadership and that and to hear him speak. And he did a series that I bought, that was my first series I ever bought. You know, at the end of the message or end of someone preaching, they'll have some of their material outside. Well, he had his material, but it was cassette tapes. Who remembers those? Some of the young people. I, I shared this one time with our church, and one of the young people looked at me, what is a cassette tape? Anyone know? No, everyone knows what a cassette tape? You're good? Who has a car with a cassette player in it still? Wow, that's pretty incredible. A young person's putting his hand up. Wow. Goodbye. <laughs> but, you know, I, those little cassette tapes, with, you know, that, that I had a pack of three there. And one, the series was called Putting Faith, Putting Overalls on Your Faith. You remember that one? Putting Overalls on Your Faith. And it really challenged my life to be a person of faith. You know, we know the scripture, Hebrews 11.1. 1, let's read it. We all know it, but let's read it. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I know about you, but confidence and assurance is not so much what I do, it is who I am. Am I a confident person? Do I live a life of, that I have this assurance that God is who he said he is, that the word is real in my life? Do I live like that or am I just doing it when I need it? Having those moments where I'm trying to trust God in the challenges or am I living a life with a confidence in God and Him working in my life, an assurance in my life, an assurance of what we hope for, even though we cannot see it, that we have this, this confidence and assurance in our life. Paul goes on, I like how Paul puts it, again, in Romans 14, 14, he says this, just the first bit I want to look at, but it says there, I am convinced being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus. 
And he's talking about unclean food, etc., and what's clean and is unclean. But what I want to focus on is I love those two words. I am convinced and fully persuaded. I don't know about you, but they're words of a lifestyle of faith, living faith. I'm convinced. I'm fully persuaded. I'm confident. I have an assurance. That's a challenge to all of us for 2022 is that we will be a people of faith. Amen? That we would live our life fully persuaded, fully convinced, confident and assured. The confident and, and having that immovable assurance that God is at work in our life. That God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And we can be confident in that. We can be convinced of that. Hebrews 11.6 says this, if, if we're going to live this as a lifestyle, we need to remind ourselves, and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen? I know about you, but I want to please God every day, every moment of my life. Well, it says there, I need to have faith. It needs to be a lifestyle, not just please God in the hard times when I'm trusting him or when I'm giving whatever. No, I need to please God all the time. I want to please God all the time. So therefore, faith must be a lifestyle that I have. And this starts for me as a foundation in my life, that faith is a foundation. It's a lifestyle. It's who I am. It's not about what I do. It's being a person of faith, being a man and a woman of faith. So I got thinking about that and I thought to myself, what, what, how do I live 2022 being a person of faith? What is going to stand in my way from not doing that? What is going to challenge me? And I come up with three challenges that I really felt the Holy Spirit drill down on my life, really challenge my life and speak to me and say, if you will make these challenges your main focus, your main um, you know, things that you throw yourself at, the main three challenges that you're going to take on, head on in your life, you will live a lifestyle of faith. These are the three challenges I see to a lifestyle of faith, to us pleasing God, to us living this lifestyle of faith. I want to share them with you this morning, the three things that challenge our lifestyle of faith. They all start with F. How's that? Am I a good preacher or what? I'll get a tick box from Pastor Daryl today from Alpha Crucis. Yeah, he like does it too. Challenges to our lifestyle of faith. Number one is feelings. Feelings. Now, when it comes to feelings, God gave us feelings, didn't he? Joy Lord, he wants us to be happy. He wants us. He know Jesus was even sad, it says. You know, Jesus was angry because they made the temple into a marketplace. He, there was, emotions are real. The, the feelings are real. But the key with our faith is navigating through those feelings, to know what faith is and to know where feelings fit when it comes to a lifestyle of faith. To being a person of faith, we need to be able to navigate our feelings, to be able to prioritize, be able to let what feelings will affect us and what not will not if we're going to be people of faith. Jeremiah 79 says this, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? You know, our feelings can take control. You know, our feelings, someone offends us, something happens, we don't feel it. I've had people over the years come to me and say, not that many, but some come to me and say, you know, oh, I don't feel God is in the church anymore. I'm going to another church. Or I went and visited this church and I feel God's there. And they go on feelings. 
and they let their lives get dictated to them by their feelings. But faith, a lifestyle of faith, has a conviction rather than feelings. Has a conviction as where's God telling me? What am I meant to be doing? What's God's word say to me? Not what my feelings say. And we can get so caught up in our feelings. Oh, I don't pray as much as I used to because I don't feel God when I pray. It doesn't mean we stop praying if we don't feel God. It's like marriage. You know, imagine if I said to my wife, oh, I don't feel like I love you anymore. She'll go, go, see ya. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Marriage is a commitment. The feelings aren't always there in marriage, is it? Any married couples agree? No, everyone, some of them, oh, some of them copped an elbow, sorry. But feelings sometimes are the marriages. Things don't always feel nice, but we, it's our commitment. It's our conviction that we live by. Don't allow feelings in 2022 to dictate to you how you react, how you live this life. If you want a lifestyle of faith, we need to challenge our feelings. Take this feeling thing that can direct us all over the place, take it head on and deal with it. Our feelings. You know, King David had the same issue. He had feelings because he was a man. He was a king. Even kings have feelings. And he had feelings, and he had, he, this is how he dealt with it. In Psalm 42, verse 5, King David says this, Why, my soul, are you downcast? He's having a word with himself. Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And over in Psalm 103, uh, verse 1, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. What a great text. But you know, when it comes to our feelings and living a lifestyle of faith, sometimes we might need to have a word with ourselves. Hello? We might need to say, hey, soul, all that is within me, come on, rise up and praise the Lord. Yes, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like that. I don't feel, no, come on, have a word with yourself. And say, come on. I have a thing with my leadership team and I'm, because, you know, leadership set the bar. And I say, if you come into church and you don't feel like worshiping God, or if you've had a big week, I've, I'm, I'm guilty. I have days where I come in, I don't feel it. But you know what? I just command my soul and all that is within me. So I have this little saying, I say, fake it till you make it. Just for, and it works every time. I just fake it. I put my hands up. I worship God. And it's like, I'm so tired. I don't feel like doing this. But I tell you, do it for about 10 to 15 minutes into a worship and you're there. It's real. Your soul is followed. The flesh is submitted and you're into that place of worshiping God, amen? Your feelings haven't dictated. You have raised, raised up in faith, living a lifestyle of faith saying, hey, I will worship my God. I will worship him, amen? Something powerful when we learn to govern our feelings. And that is a challenge. If you focus on these three challenges that I'm sharing with you today, I'm telling you, you're going to be able to navigate whatever comes at you this year. Make these your three challenges that you'll work at, your feelings for starters. Here's the next one, our focus. This is a huge one, our focus. Because it can come from every side, can't it? Our focus. Yes, how many people set New Year's resolutions? This year I'm going to focus on doing this, focus on that. I'm going to do this. And then within a week, they're distracted. 
They're doing this, they're doing that, they've given up on this, something else has got their attention. We can get so easily distracted. You know, things as simple as social media can be a distraction. Up to things like career or relationships or even ministry, I found, can be a distraction because our focus should be, if we want to have a lifestyle of faith, should be our relationship with God. Everything should come out of our relationship with God. That is the challenge of our focus in 2022. Will I focus on my relationship with God or will I allow myself to get distracted? To get distracted by things around me. It can be things like as simple as, like I said, social media, or it could be relation, yeah, other people, relationships with others. It could be your career. It could be trying to get more money, focused on making money. You know, I love what Matthew 6.24 says. Jesus said it. He says, no one can serve two masters. There's your focus. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Focus. Where's your focus? The challenge is to focus on serving God, to loving God, out of your relationship with God. Focusing on that is key to to, for us to move forward and to be people of faith, to be a man and woman of faith if our focus is on our relationship with God. Out of that comes everything. Bible says, if he is above all things, in him all things hold together. So put him first and you watch how life makes works out. If you focus on this challenge saying, I'm going to take the challenge of focus and focus on my relationship with God this year, you watch a lot of other things fall into place. You watch balance come into your life. You watch things that could have affected you not affect you because you're living at that level where your focus is your relationship with God. Amen? We need to keep a focus on the things of God. Colossians 3.2 says this, Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. Set our mind on things above. Focus. It's talking about focus. What are you focusing on. My prayer is that today when we finish this service, and I pray that there will be such a sense of God's presence in your life afresh for 2022. I'm praying that over January, you just come into something fresh, that by the time the wheels start cranking up this year and ministry and life gets going and all's happening, that you will just keep that passion, that focus as your key focus through this year. And everything else will come out of your relationship with God. You'll be able to govern your feelings a lot better when you're in, your focus is your relationship with God. You'll be able to deal with it. I love what uh, Paul says in Philippians. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider, sorry, I'll give you the text, chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to yet have taken hold of it. But one thing Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Pressing on towards the goal of our salvation, the goal of eternity. The pro, that, that, that goal is our relationship with God, isn't it? Because out of that comes our setting us up, preparing us for an eternal life with Him in heaven. That is our goal, our relationship with God. The challenge is to stay focused on it. And I think Paul gives us a really good clue in this scripture. He says, one thing he does. That's focus right there. One thing I do. And that is forgetting what is behind and straining 
The word straining there means stretching forward. You know, it's like even a painful stretching forward. I call it like a, you know, staying focused and um, toward what is ahead. You know, 2021 is behind us. Amen. It's good. It's gone. So don't dwell on it. Don't focus on it. Don't focus on what someone said to you yesterday or how what happened. Don't focus on the negative, but focus on what is ahead, our relationship with God. Let's strain towards it. It's like a painful straining. It's easy to get distracted, but let's focus on it. You know, there's stuff that has happened maybe 20 years ago that you still focus on. And every year it comes and the enemy tries to come and plague you with, remember this, remember that, forgetting what is behind. Amen? We put it under the blood this morning, forgetting what is behind and straining, focusing, focus. It's going to take a battle. It's going to take a fight. Focus on what is ahead. Focus on that relationship. You know, um, some of you know I ride motorbikes with Pastor Mark. He always is in front because his bike's faster and bigger. It's a Harley and I don't have a Harley. But anyway, we won't go there. But... um, but we, um, we ride a bit, and I remember one time we were riding on the highway, and I've had this happen to me a couple times. Sometimes it's happened by myself when I'm riding as well. But I remember one time he was up front, I'm there, we're sitting on the highway, doing about 110 out near Murray, um, um, Menham, is it Menham? Yeah, out that way, out and cruising along. And I'm looking in my rear vision mirror, and you know, it's good to check your rear vision mirror, but I'm looking in the rear vision mirror, and there's this car just coming up. So quick behind us. I'm thinking, this guy's going to just take us over. He must be flying because, you know, we were, we were doing the speed limit. Praise God. And, um, and uh, we were driving. And I remember just watching him in the rear vision mirror. And then I look up and I can't see Pastor Mark. He's gone. And um, what had happened, there was a bend. But I wasn't focused on the bend. I was focused on the rear vision. And on my heart went in my mouth all of a sudden because I had to readjust. It's not that I had to slow down. There was no signs. But, you know, when you're on a motorbike, you, got, you just got to lean. You know, you're kind of moving with the corners and all that. And I'm like, ah, oh, my arms. <laughs> Quick, readjust. I got around. I was all right. But for a moment, because I'd lost focus, what was ahead, I got a bit scared moving forward because I was focusing in the rear vision mirror. And I think there's a great lesson in that. Sometimes we can spend so much time focusing in the rear vision mirror, looking from what behind, we're not focused on what's ahead. It's hard to focus on both. It's dangerous. But the rear vision mirrors are good in the fact that when we are having change in our life, when we are moving lanes or we're moving, is to reflect on what God taught us in the past. Have a quick look. Oh, yeah, I learned that. Oh, that happened. I learned that. But don't focus on it because it'll take you out. Focus and press forward. Amen? Focus on the future. Stay focused on what's ahead. The last one is this, challenge to our lifestyle of faith. And the last one is fight. Starts with F, fight. This new year, like any year, will have its challenges or what I want to call our fights. We're gonna, there's things that we're going to have to fight for. There's things that are going to come and contend with us with our faith, if we want to live a lifestyle of faith. What we've got to decide is what is the fight we're going to fight. That's the challenge. What fights are you going to fight? Where are you going to get involved? What are you going to fight for in this year? We've got to decide. And that's where the challenge is in our being a person of faith is fighting the right faith, uh, the right fight. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of the faith. 
Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And 2 Timothy 4, 7, he goes on to say, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Amen? So if there's a good fight, there must be a bad fight. And the key with us, the challenge is to fight the good fights, to find those fights that bring us closer to God, not pull us back. Those things that don't, you know, we can fight with people, we can fight with the flesh, we can fight. No, let's fight the good fight. Amen? Let's fight the good fight. Let's fight those things that bring us close. Fight the good fight of faith that bring us close to God, making the right choices. You know, when we, we go through challenges, it, it, we need to find out what is the good fight of faith here? What is the fight that's going to drain, drain me of my energy, take me out here or distract me? What am I going to fight for? The fight of faith. That's what brings you closer to God. And we need to take the challenge if we want to be men and women of faith is to fight the good fight of faith in 2022. Again, it's these three things. I believe you just focused on these three things, our feelings, our focus, and our fight. I'm telling you, we will come through and break through in our life in an incredible way. You watch what happens when you focus on these or when you take these three challenges head on and just focus on those three things. The key is finding the good fight. You know, Paul, you think of Paul. He went, the, the apostle Paul, he was, he was um, beaten and stoned not on marijuana, physical stones. He was stoned, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked, he was humiliated by being whipped five times. He went through it, but every time he continued to witness. Every time he continued to serve God. Every time he continued to be, keep the faith. Why? Because he fought the good fight of faith. Easy. Oh, this happened to me. Oh, I give up. I'm not going to serve God anymore. This happened. That happened. No, I'm going to pick myself up and fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Stuff's going to happen this year. Things are going to come and challenge us. Things are going to become battles in our life. Well, I encourage you, don't focus on the bad fight, but focus on the fight of faith. Keep fighting to keep the faith. Keep serving God. I love this example of Paul as well. It really brings home what I mean about the fight of faith versus the wrong fight. Paul fought the wrong fight at one point. Paul had a fight with a weakness in his life. He had a battle going on with a weakness. And it goes on to say that he pleaded with God. Let's read the scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. It says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it from me. See, he was fighting this wrong fight. And it was with trying to overcome this weakness. He was focused on the fight of his flesh rather than focusing on the good fight of faith. And he's focused on this. He pleaded with God, take this from me. I don't like this battle. And, but, he said, but the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I love that. Paul learned a huge lesson at that point. And that was the fight of the flesh was a bad fight. He was fighting whatever's going on in the natural. This weakness I have, I'm fighting it. Instead, he'd learned the blessing of fighting the fight of faith by fighting to stay trusting God, 
resting God. That's a fight sometimes for us, isn't it? Just to stop and rest in God, to trust in God. Because he said, when I rest in God, not focus on that, not focus on the fight around me and my own self, you know, with condemnation and all this going on, or fighting others around me that, you know, through offenses or whatever happens to me, rather than fight those fights, no, I'm going to fight to rest in God. I'm going to fight to just trust God. I'm going to fight to stay in that place. Because as I do, what happens is his power is made perfect. Amen? Christ's power is manifested in our life when we fight the good fight of faith. It's not a hard fight. Jesus said, take my yoke, it is easy. That's the fight. It's an easy fight, friend, when you do it in God's strength, not your own. But it's the fight is staying in there. Because things will tempt us, things will take us out, things will distract us, things, the fights can take us out so quickly, and then all of a sudden we're doing it in our own strength where we learn to fight the fight of faith and just rest in God, amen? Just trust God. That's faith. That's a lifestyle of faith. I'm not gonna react to this. I'm not gonna react to a pandemic. I'm not gonna react to that. I'm just gonna trust God. That's the fight. Stay there. Stay there. That's the fight to rest in God and know that his power is made complete even in my weaknesses. He will come through, amen? If the band could join me, we're gonna pray. So my encouragement to you today is this is that if you're struggling with feelings all over the place, take on that challenge and say, hey, I'm going to have a word with myself. <laughs> have a word with my, that's my wife's favorite saying to me. Go and have a word with yourself. I've learned a lot from having a word with myself. But we need to sometimes, don't we? We need to have a word with ourselves. And maybe that might mean dealing with our feelings so that we remain in that place of a lifestyle of faith, being men and women of faith. Take that challenge on that I'm gonna address the feelings that are robbing me of getting closer to God. They're stopping me from walking, being a person of faith. Don't let feelings get in the way. Or maybe you're here today and you've decided, right, today I'm focusing on God. I'm focusing on my relationship with the Lord. I'm not looking back anymore. I'm straining to what's ahead. I'm gonna focus. Friend, if you focus on your relationship with God, in Him all things hold together. I'm telling you, God will come through for you if you just focus on that. You watch what comes out of that. And maybe today you've been fighting the wrong fight. Maybe you've been involved in a fight that is not right. It's, it's just draining you. Fights of the flesh, fights with other people or other situations or circumstances, and you're just fighting it and all upset and, turn, and you know, it's just draining you of your faith, draining you of your energy or your focus, and you just caught up in that. Maybe today, just right now, when we pray, you're going to bring your focus back to just focus your relationship on God and, fight, and just fight for it to stay in that place. That's the battle, friend, is to stay focused on our fight of faith, to trust God and rest in Him. Amen? Let's pray. And if, as we were saying before, if you're here and you don't know Christ, friend, all it is is that prayer that you've got to pray. Believe God in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for you. We want anyone here that you don't know Christ, please come and see me afterwards. I'd love to pray with you. Let's pray. Father, I just commit everyone here into your hands. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just do something powerful in people's lives. Lord, you know what's going on in every heart here. You know all the challenges that we've already, even into the only a few weeks into this new year, all the challenges that we've taken on and got distracted by. 
Lord, I pray that right now we choose only three challenges for 2022. The challenges of our feelings, our fight, our focus and our fight. That we just focus on you today. Lord, our relationship with you this year. We address those feelings and we fight the good fight of faith. God, just stir, encourage people today. Inspire them with your Holy Spirit. Just encourage them to move closer to you in these areas. Lord, let everything else just fall to the side. Let every other emotion, every other feeling, every other focus, distraction today just be gone. And Lord, let that them fight to stay in that place of just resting in you and trusting in you. God, we believe for that. We thank you for it. God, I pray your blessing over every person here in Jesus' name. God, minister to them today in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for having me.